Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the latest Saskatchewan crop report says seeding is nearing completion with 91% of the crop in the ground. We also take a look at Manitoba where seeding is only two-thirds complete. A pass raises concern about drought in parts of western Saskatchewan, seeking possible tax deferrals for producers forced to sell part of their herd because of feed shortages. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan farmers made substantial seeding progress during the past week. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says 91% of the crop has been seeded, up from 76% last week. We saw quite the quite the jump in progress. We're now we're sitting at uh, 91% of the crop now in the ground for 2022. That's up from 76% last week and just behind the five-year average of 97%. So uh, very good progress was made. You know, there wasn't very much rainfall across much of the province. So the east was able to get into a lot of fields that finally dried up. What's the progress by region? Uh, well, the southwest and west central are virtually complete with about 99% of their crop now seeded, 97% in the northwest, 92% in the northeast, 86% in the southeast, and 77% in the east central. So uh, a bit more work to uh, to be done around the Yorkton area and other spots in the east. Yeah, I understand the moisture has really caused some problems for seeding the lack of moisture in the west and the excess moisture in the east. Tell me about that. What What is some of the impacts there? I'll start with the the west where it's very dry and and yeah it's you know there's many crops that uh, were seeded early and they've emerged uh, and now they're struggling to to stay up and, and alive and then while others are still sitting in the dirt and haven't emerged yet because they haven't uh, had enough moisture to to germinate and poke through uh, whereas in the east side of the province uh, there are many fields that haven't even been seeded yet uh, just due to how how wet they are and, and hopefully producers are able to get into those fields and and seed at least part uh, part you know parts of them. So tell me about the rain this past week. What areas got rain? Well, surprisingly, the southwest is the only spot in the region that, or spot in the province that actually got any substantial amounts of rain. The console area received 58 millimeters of rain. Uh, Maple Creek 
got 20 mils and Shaunavan and Admiral got, got around 16 mils. So, you know, nothing crazy and, and won't, it wasn't very widespread, but it was very good to see it finally rain in the Southwest. They'll certainly need more and, and hopefully the West Central and Northwest also get uh, rain soon. So what's topsoil moisture rating? Uh, the topsoil moisture rating for the province is rated as 6% surplus, 56% adequate, 24% short, and 14% very short. Hay and pasture land is rated as 3% surplus, 57% adequate, 27% short, and 13% very short. So still very dry out there in the west and, and still very wet in the, in the east. Much acreage may not be seeded this year due to excess moisture? We don't know the extent of the actual acreage that'll go unseeded, but there'll certainly be many spots in the east that, you know, the low-lying areas that hold water, um, and they, they likely won't dry out in time for producers to seed into. So producers will have to go around them. Uh, it'll cause quite the headache, but uh, I'm sure producers will be able to get it done. And possibly if it does rain more in the next coming weeks, there could be, you know, larger swaths of land that do go unseeded. Has there been much reseeding in the southwest and west central due to poor emergence and heavy insect damage? There has. Um, in, the, in the last couple of weeks, we had a few frosts, and now that flea beetle and, and uh, grasshoppers are emerging, they've done some, some damage, and so there has been some reseeding in the west central and, and, and southwest for a few crops that, uh, that I've seen some damage and, and need some reseeding. What was the majority cause of crop damage this past week? So there would be strong winds, frost, drought in the west, and then insects, so such as flea beetles, grasshoppers, and cutworms. And uh, like I said, there are some farmers reseeding due to those insect damage and also environmental damage, such as frost. Matt Struthers compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Manitoba farmers made good seeding progress over the past week with two-thirds of the crop in the ground. But Manitoba Agriculture Oilseed Specialist Dane Fraze says it varies region by region. Seeding has progressed in fits and starts. really depends on where rain has fallen and how much, and soil texture and land management practice, a whole number of things. Generally across the province, we're about a month behind. We would see normally for this time of year. Uh, first week of June, normally we're at 96% seeding progress. Right now we're at 65%. Uh, so certainly some delays. However, we've had a spell of nicer weather the last couple of days, and our forecast looks really good uh, for the coming week. So we're really hoping that we can get very, very close to that 90% mark uh, by this coming weekend. Some producers are putting in long hours to make up for lost time. That's right. I mean, farmers are putting in the crop as best they can, and that requires working very, very long hours, sometimes 24-hour shifts, just to get the crop in. Um, when field conditions permit. So we do see some very rapid progress. We do see the larger farms tending to be um, a little bit further advanced just due to larger equipment or maybe a more pressing need to cover acres than some of the smaller ones. And right now we're seeing a fairly large acreage shift in terms of uh, soybeans, and, soybeans and corn, I guess, that weren't uh, planted, were intended to be planted and are running past seeding deadlines, those acres are starting to shift into cereals and canola primarily. Um, but farmers are having challenges finding enough available canola seed and, and the corresponding herbicide to switch acres. So that uh, is certainly something to be 
aware of and farmers should contact their retailers as soon as possible. Fraze says seeding is moving ahead in southwest Manitoba. Huge progress over the past week. Um, the, the massive rainstorm we had last week, Monday, um, missed a good chunk of the southwest region, especially areas west of the Suez River. So we did see fairly steady progress in that region. Uh, they jumped up 30% uh, in the last uh, seven days. So that was some awesome progress there. Um, large numbers of acres have been broadcasted, uh, broadcast seeded, uh, canola in particular. So that really did help um, push that seeded acreage completion number along faster. Um, but we're requiring a little bit of moisture actually now to get those broadcast crops germinated. But we, we're careful how well we wish for that. And Freeze talks about progress in the northwest part of Manitoba. About the same. Uh, some fairly good progress there, uh, particularly the Swan River Valley, the Paw area in Roblin. As you move east towards Dauphin and south of Lake Dauphin at St. Rose, it is wetter. Uh, they are still under half uh, seeded but generally soil conditions are still quite wet. Uh, so farmers are having to either wait, dry out fields with the mechanical tillage pass, harrowing, that sort of thing, or uh, simply seed around the wet spots wherever they can. Pastures are developing across Manitoba as well. Right now, most cattle have been turned out to pasture. Uh, feed, cattle feedlots and yards are now drying up with sunnier days, warmer days. Um, but we are seeing the pastures not yet producing quite as much as they could. The they, regrowth has been a lot better in the last little while. Um, but fragile pastures from overgrazing last year have certainly had an impact, and we're not seeing the level of growth that we would normally. And many pastures are also on low-lying land, which tends to be the first that's inundated with water or flooded. So flooded pastures obviously are not producing as much as they could. Dane Fraze is an oilseed specialist. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with Real Agriculture and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by Cam Dahl. He's the general manager of Manitoba Pork. Hey, Cam, thanks for joining us. It's always good to talk to you, Sean. Okay, Cam, you wrote a blog post on LinkedIn. We're, we're going to post it at Real Agriculture as well. And it's entitled A Most Important Relationship. It has to do with Canada's trading relationship with the United States. I'm curious, from your perspective at Manitoba Pork, why do you think that you're having to remind people of this right now? It, it really is. You're right, Sean. This is, it's, um, you know, by far our most important agriculture customer on both sides of the border. We're their, their most important agriculture uh, customer as well. And it's an integrated market. And uh, we, we forget about that sometimes when things are going well. Um, we, we forget about, you know, the, the ease actually in which uh, people and goods and, and food cross across uh, the border and uh, we're under pressure now that border is under pressure whether it's from you know things like vaccine mandates whatever you think about them they're making it harder to, to cross the border um, but we're also under pressure from from growing protectionism um, and we're we're under pressure from from those who don't like modern agriculture and they're they're looking to uh, to shut us down as someone in in sorrow the uh, State and Agriculture Rural Leaders Conference that I was just at recently indicated they're, you know, they're they're not looking to to you know 
make things more transparent or open, they're really looking to shut down modern agriculture. And those pressures are growing. Um, they're making trade more difficult. Uh, and we need to work with our American counterparts to, uh, to, to push back. So, Cam, who who's the audience for this? Is it consumers? Is it government? And is it, is it more tailored to our us back here at home, or is this a message to people south of the border? Well, to me, it's 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 a, a message to, to to farm groups and farm leaders here in Canada that we need to we need to really put a lot of effort into this relationship and we need to engage with, uh, with our partners south of the border, uh, whether it's on, um, you know, having a common message on, on those, those public trust issues, whether it's to have a common message on, you know, really talking to our governments on how important it is to keep, keep this integrated market open, um, you know, to, to push back against things like cool in the U S or, or Proposition 12 in, in California uh, to push back against the activists that are trying to fight uh, modern agriculture and, and to do that with, with a common message and a common voice. Um, and if we're going to do that, we need to be talking and we need to uh, to have that engagement with the uh, the farm groups and the farm leaders south of the border. Yeah, you, you mentioned the thickening border and, and we, we've seen this on a number of different fronts. Protectionism is alive and well. And before we point fingers at countries like the U.S. or others, we, we, we have our own case of this in, in, we do. in, in some situations, right? Yeah, absolutely we do. The, uh, the, the, me, first, the me First outlook on, uh, on trade and has, uh, it existed before the pandemic, but Sean, it's really, it's, the, the pandemic has made it worse and and that economic nationalism is is something that we've seen uh, really grow throughout the pandemic. As I said, it was growing beforehand, but the uh, the pendulum has has shifted away from you know liberalized trade and expansion of of trade to uh, to really a, a me first attitude in, in many countries around the world. And we're we're a trading nation. This is this is a problem. Um, you know, ninety percent of of the Hogs that Manitoba raise every year is they're they're exported, whether it's in a package or, or on foot uh, into the U.S. Um, we need to make sure that those borders stay open, and working with our partners south of the border is is one of the ways to do that. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.ca. It's your agro weather forecast on the Source six twenty CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy with 60% chance of showers today, risk of a thunderstorm, wind southwest 20, becoming southeast 20, the high today 23, the low 12. Friday, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of showers, wind south 20, the high 26, the low 12. Saturday, increasing cloudiness, the high 25, 60% chance of evening showers Saturday, the low 13. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 26. 40% chance of evening showers, the low 13. 
Monday, rain, the high 20, the low 12. Tuesday, periods of rain, the high 16, the low 11. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers and windy, the high 19. Normal high is 23, the normal low is 9. The sun rose at 4.48 this morning. It sets at 9.08 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is up north again, of all things. Nipawin and Uranium City tied at 24 degrees. The cold spot, about 250 kilometers north of Regina, Pilger, is at 13. That's the cold spot. Roundup has Estevan at 18, Saskatoon 16, Swift Current 22, Weyburn is 19, Yorkton is 22. Regina is under a severe thunderstorm watch right now. Cloudy sky, 21 degrees, that's 70 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south, southeast at 21, gusting to 31. Humidity is 52%. The barometric pressure dropping 101.3. There's a thunderstorm watch also for Moose Jaw this hour. Cloudy, 23 degrees. Winds are from the south, southeast at 31. Once again, Regina under severe thunderstorm watch. It's cloudy and 21. That's 70 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Multi-generational farms are implementing new digital tools into their operations. The impetus usually comes from younger family members who are better versed in the rapidly advancing technology. Kenton Uliot is a Bayer Crop Science Territory Sales Manager. The family farm in the Watrous area has been using Bayer's digital agriculture platform, Climate Fieldview, for about three years. He says Climate Fieldview can collect data on a single platform from air seeders, sprayers and combines. It doesn't distinguish between colors, so whether you have a blue New Holland or a case or a John Deere, it collects all that data and stores it on your iPad or on your computer so you can look at it and make decisions after. It can also help with field scouting techniques, whether it be through satellite images that we produce a couple times a week or weather reports. It can also work on some variable rate that guys have really adopted over the last couple of years. The satellite images provide information which can also be utilized by the producer's agronomist. These pictures are taken from our satellites. We have multiple. And then it is sent right to your iPad or your computer or your phone. You do get updates. So you may get a notification on your iPad or your phone that's taken this many photos of your field in the last couple of days. Take a look. And you may see that some parts of your areas, you may see some early emergence, some a little bit more green. Green usually means higher plant mass and red is lower. It gets a little bit more usable later in the year, maybe June, July, and uh, August when you can see higher plant mass and it can be sent right to your agronomist if you share it with your account. Uliot says the technology is constantly improving. From when I started, I was mostly just using it for collecting my farm data, and now we built on tools such as variable rate. I can do my own variable rate free with client field view, so I can pick my zones, which I'm starting to do, and say, hey, this zone needs more fertilizer, and this area does not need as much fertilizer. From there, we're starting to have more partners, so we work with, say, My John Deere, and many other consultants and companies, uh, whether it be soil sampling, that's a new feature, 
If I have worked with a soil sampling company, I can integrate those maps that they made into my client field view. So I'm starting to do that. And now kind of the next process is that we are working with profitability maps companies that can figure out, depending on my input cost, exactly how much return I'm getting. And all this stuff has kind of progressed in the last couple of years. One of the most common questions from farmers is who owns the data collected? We use it uh, as bare for aggregate data. So we may say, hey, which variety does better all across Canada, but it is still strictly your data. You can decide to share with us or decide not to share with us, and that's fine. But it is collected on the cloud. I know everyone has a story of losing a spare book or losing a seeding book. But in case you lose your iPad that your digital farming platform, such as Client Field is on, you can just get a new iPad and get all your data back. It's all stored in the cloud. There are a couple of versions of Climate Field View. One is free, the other has a fee. There are limitations with just having a free program or have a free uh, subscription. So you may only get your plant health images and your weather data. You may be able to, able to look at some of your fields. If you are wanting to take the next step, there are some small startup costs to get the equipment that's needed to be put into your tractor or your sprayer or your combine. And then once we have that in place, you can have unlimited use of the program. So it's free to begin with, and if you want to get more involved, it's a small start cost. Kenton Uliot is a Bear Crop Science Territory Sales Manager. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The dry conditions are continuing over western parts of Saskatchewan. While there's still a bit of time for crops, some livestock producers are looking at their options. APAS is calling on the federal government to trigger a livestock tax deferral program for 2022 as soon as possible. Scott Owens from Maidstone near the Alberta border is APAS second vice president. It provides producers flexibility so that if you are up against shortage of feed, shortage of water, and you do have to cull your herd in a big way, you're not worried about the tax consequences. Allowing a livestock tax deferral, it grants a producer flexibility so that you're not worrying about tax implications on top of all of your other worries when you're having to cull your herd. So, so that's what we're asking for the federal government to grant some uh, financial and tax flexibility to cattle producers who have to make some really tough choices. And Owen says some of those tough choices have already started. He says some producers have been unable earlier this week to put their cattle out to pasture even now. Scott Owens from Maidstone is the second vice president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 31.10 at 10.58.10. Number one red spring wheat dropped 3.45 at 5.09.91. The rest were unchanged. Durham 6.06.27. Feed barley 3.87.54. Chickpeas 9.99.99. Flax 10.94.61. Lentils 8.91.50. Oats 436.53, yellow peas 604.65, feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat dropped eight and a half cents at 12.26. 
It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of June the 8th. Another good sale here we had yesterday. 275 cows and bulls, 265 feeder cattle, a total of 540 head for the day. D1, D2 cows, a dollar to a dollar seven, sales to 108, 109. D3 cows, 90 to a dollar. Cows are averaging a dollar. From the Stadnicks of Melville, 1,650 pound cows at 109.75. And from the Matai Ranch at Southie, 1,550 pound cows at 109.75. Good bulls, 125 to 135, sales to 139, 140. Bulls are averaging 127. Pheasantdale Cattle Company of Belcaris, 2,200 pound bulls at 139 and a quarter. Dana Lux from Insinger, 2,300-pound bulls at 140.75. Onto the feeder cattle, 5 to 600-pound steers, 235 to 245. 6 to 7, 225 to 235. 7 to 800-pound steers, 210 to 220. On the heifer side, 5 to 600-pound heifers, 213 to 223. 6 to 7s, 210 to 222. 7 to 800-pound heifers, 190 to 204. And 8 to 900-pound heifers, 170 to 180. Here's some highlights from the Worms Ranch at Grayson. 650-pound tan heifers, 222. 750-pound tan heifers topped out at 202. And 33 black and red heifers weighing 650 pounds at 207. Good job to you, Sean, and your family. Selling through the ring still brings you top dollars. This Friday, June the 10th, sheep lamb goat sale. Sale starts at 11 o'clock. Horses will sell at 3. Receiving today from 12 to 8 and Friday right up until sale time. And next Wednesday, June the 15th, selling 45 cow calf pairs from the Fletchers at Parkview. Black and red pairs, full vaccination program. These are good pairs. Should be a good one. Sales start at 11 o'clock next Wednesday, June the 15th. Expecting 65 to 70 pairs for that sale. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,600 hogs Wednesday. Selling in a range of 235 to $250 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling in a range of 233 to $247 per CKG. Ham's number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of 40 to 48 cents per pound live wheat. Ham's cash flow price today is down, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up nine basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.2540. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. This week's Saskatchewan offering of Crown Petroleum and Natural Gas Rights raised $2.9 million for the province, up $2.4 million compared to one year ago. The revenue generated from the June and April sales total $22 million, more than the entire $15 million raised during all last fiscal year. Of the 70 parcels posted this month, 53 had acceptable bids, which covered almost 16,000 acres. The average bonus bid was $185 an acre, with the highest bid at almost $2,500 per acre. The Estevan area had the most interest, bringing in $2.6 million for 38 parcels over 11,000 acres. 
The highest bonus bid was $641,000 for a thousand-acre lease in the southeast area northeast of Stoughton. An exploration license posted in the Estevan area received a bid of $602,000. The next sale of Crown Petroleum Rights is set for August 9th with 93 leases covering 22,000 acres. On the markets, the TSX is down 41 points to 20,750. The Dow has dropped 104 points to 32,806. Oil has fallen 49 cents at 121.62 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 69 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.94 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.